Would you say that's a fire perspective? I'd say you're pretty woke, is what I'd say. <laughs> From what I understand, we're spilling the tea. Well, I'm, you know, I'm happy to clean it up. Look, I'm going to spill the tea right now. We're woke. The struggle is real. It's the literal realest thing ever. And so basic and lit all at the same time. I can't even. It's so fire. From what I understand, this is the way that young folks talk these days. They've sprouted their own lingo, and it's bewildered those of us who are stuck just outside the periphery of their vocab. What do y'all think? One question that I've found fascinating as my entrepreneurial career gets longer is, does age matter, particularly when it comes to communication between generations? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, in an effort to stay woke, I wanted to speak to somebody outside of the Y and Z generations to hear how they communicate with them or not. Just to get this straight up front, Millennials, or the Generation Y gang, were born between 1981 and 1986. Generation Z were born between 1996 and 2015. Both come long after boomers, who showed up 1946 to 1964, and Gen Xers are 65 to 1980. Every generation seems to be influenced by its own set of language rules. So I called up Danny Schumann, a marketing guru, and the guy who always has the most entertaining answers, to share with me what he thinks about all this. When you hear him talk about millennial speak, that's the term we use to include both Generation Y and Generation Z folks. Sometimes I will be asked a question by my wife or kids that, and they think that, uh, that my hearing is going, but actually my hearing is going just when it comes to that question. <laughs> uh-huh. I do call that spousal deafness when <laughs> your partner feigns yeah. interest or depends they didn't do. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to, I sort of kind of apply the same concept to, in general, you're talking about in general to millennial speak, which is, I, I think it's, it's charming and interesting and good for them that they have that. But, um, but I don't really pay it a whole lot of attention. And I guess the only reason I'm saying that is because maybe I could segue to part two, which is when it comes to marketing, you know, I, what's most important to pay attention to is who you're marketing to. And if millennial speak is important to people who I'm marketing to, then I'm gosh darn well going to for sure learn millennial speak and I'm going to get a better grasp of how it's used and what it means and how it's relevant to the person that I'm talking to from a marketing perspective, because that's really all that matters. My daughter and her boyfriend say fire about things sometimes. Oh yeah. It's so fire. Yeah, so far. And like, I, I have a pretty good sense that that's good. So that's good. I like that. <laughs> like fires sounds good. And sometimes it's about like dinner that I made. And maybe it's about the fact that they liked getting free dinner. But I think mostly it's about the fact that they like the food. So, you know, everyone, every group of humans through the history of humankind has had something you know particular and specific to them and sometimes it's unusual and if a certain group of people has a certain group of words that they want to use to express themselves then i'm all for it 
Um, I don't think it's really any harm or danger to me. I think it can only be good um, because it can help people express themselves. And I think self-expression is a really good thing. You're essentially digging the fact that millennial speak is so fire. It's totally lit. <laughs> and you're down with it. But I'm yeah. more curious about how you feel when you have to interact with somebody. Do you whip out a millennial dictionary and you go through it and you have to learn it so you can communicate better? Do you feel it impedes communication with one another? Or are yeah. you just letting them speak their speak and you kind of get it and you go with the flow? No, I tell them I have no idea what they're talking about. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just listen. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've, <laughs> Yes, I find that in general in life these days, honesty, there's no reason not to be completely and totally honest about just about everything, unless it's endangering somebody's well-being um, or hurting somebody. I grew up in an era where we pumped fists alongside Arsenio Hall, said the word not dramatically about everything in reverse, and adopted a lot of hip-hop vernacular. My dad's favorite being, yo! I remember how much I loved having my own way of speaking and that my parents just didn't understand and belonged only to my social circle. If it drove them crazy, even better. In the business world, though, I wanted to play alongside the big boys. I corrected my vocabulary and straightened out my grammar so that I'd be taken seriously. If I could appear ageless through my emails by helping baby boomers who were older than me incorrectly assume that I was a peer of theirs, I thought I'd win their trust and I'd do better business with them. The nerd that I was, I'd even summon dictionaries and thesauruses to help me code my emails and marketing copy so that they'd be ageless. Then I got an email from a boomer about a baby horse that changed everything. <laughs> it was 2009. At the time, I was selling my imported baby jewelry, Bumble Bells. They were sterling silver anklets with bells on them. I called them the number one baby tracking device and sold them online and in retail stores. Mothers everywhere oohed and awed at the sweet, sweet tinkling of the bells, and they wanted their babies to wear them. Even, apparently, mothers of horses. You've got mail. A woman wrote to me that her blind horse had just had a baby. She wanted the mama horse to be able to hear wherever her foal wandered, so she bought a bumble bell. Her email, though, was really angry. She explained that in trying to get my bumble bell onto the baby horse, the 100% safety certified anklet had scratched the horse's ankle. By the way, I have no idea. Do horses have ankles? She was upset. So upset that I went into formal email mode. I replied to her comment, assured her we'd take care of replacing the Bumble Bell, began it with Dear Susan, and signed it The Bumble Brand, as I did on many formal emails. She was not having it. She wrote me again, and I could see red coming through my computer screen. She angrily wrote in all caps, How dare you? And threw in words like court and lawyer. Those fun words that every business owner loves to hear. I replied instantaneously, hoping to soothe her, and again did my best to be a formal business person that could relate to anyone of any age. A big corporate entity writing to her personally that we'd take care of it for her? I thought it was an ace in the hole. 
Again, I began it with, Dear Susan, and I signed it, The Bumble Brand. The third time she wrote, it was in all caps. It was threatening. It made my stomach turn and had me send a panic email to my lawyer. I'm pretty sure it was the anxiety that led me to write her back in haste, forgetting to sign it formally. I introduced myself as Jill, the founder who runs a small company, and could you please not sue? We'll do whatever it takes. And voila, that's what did it. She reversed course almost immediately, thanking me for such a beautiful product that could help her blind horse. She was delighted to be in touch with the founder and felt special that the founder had taken the time to reply to her. She connected better with a name, she said, and said she would just need a replacement and she'd be on her way. Um, I am sorry, so I didn't need the formalities? Aligning my speak with her speak wasn't necessary? All I could think of at the time was, why didn't anyone tell me? Ugh. I haven't written a formal email since. I no longer try to align with the age of the person I'm talking to. It's ageist, it turns out. I've also come to learn that people's actual ages aren't always reflected in their brains or their writing. There are millennial thinking Gen Xers out there, and there are boomer-esque Gen Zers who really should stick to however they prefer to communicate. Just as Danny pointed out, if you're confused by lingo at all ever, ask questions. Look it up. Next week, we're going to turn the tables and hear from the younger biz folk who are changing our language landscape as we speak. And now, a word from our sponsors. Were you looking to do some traveling with your kids sometime soon? The Traveling Tessa book series allows kids to travel to other countries in a unique way. Tessa's a young girl who receives a magical stuffed bear from her uncle and at night embarks on the most amazing adventures. In an effort to find out where this magic bear has come from, Tessa learns all about a new culture while simultaneously learning about herself. Enchanting and educational, Reader's Favorite has given traveling Tessa five stars and has been featured multiple times on the news. Book one is now available on Amazon. So if you and your kids are ready to go to Iceland, head to the link in our show notes and grab your copy. Are you my favorites? Of course you are. You keep leaving me reviews. I'm so grateful because they're gorgeous. This week, I want to read you one from T. Dixon 508 titled, This is Awesome. It says, absolutely loved your advice on TEDx speaking opportunities from episode eight. I've been thinking about doing one and haven't been able to muster the confidence to pursue it. I think I'm going to try it this year. Keep up the great work. No, you keep up the great work, T. Dixon 508. If you want to hear me read your review in a future episode, go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Call or text me at 708-872-7878. Or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can answer it in a future episode. Shout out to Danny, Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.